0: TMZ podcast.
1: Welcome to the TMZ podcast. Derek and Jason here. Derek, Madonna uh, came out apparently
0: as gay over the weekend. Not quite sure. It seemed like a funny bit that she was doing, but it involved some giant pennies and a missed shot into her wastebasket.
1: Yeah, let's break this down. So, Madonna posted a video on TikTok uh, where she's holding a pair of. Panties, uh, women's underwear, and she balls it up and says, <laughs> and says, if I miss, I'm gay. And then she appears to deliberately miss. It's and a so, cutaway shot where the yeah. panties mu- miss. It, she's throwing it out in a hamper, and they miss by like seven feet. But Yeah, exactly. She's yeah. not intending to make it. It's not a close shot. Um, it's a little bit strange. So Madonna has always played with her sexuality, right? I mean, this is part of her stock in trade. Remember that book that came out, Sex? That yep. she? I mean, she has always toyed with this, but seemingly has been... Uh, fluid, but but mostly heterosexual. At least in her personal but, life, Dennis Rodman, Jose Canseco, but they, Tupac Shakur. We, to
0: our knowledge, I mean, she had the kiss with uh, Christina and Brittany, and then she re- replicated the the kiss more recently with somebody else. Doesn't doesn't matter. She's certainly a gay
1: icon. And she's that's a gay factor for sure, a gay
0: it. icon. But to uh, to my knowledge, I think to our knowledge, she's never had a relationship with the gay with, with a woman, yeah. and she's never. Had a physical intimate relationship with a woman, even whether or not it was an emotional relationship. Except for the kissing on stage, which is not.
1: The kisses on stage seemed what people call gay for play. Like she was sort of, you know, not mocking, not in a mocking tone, because Madonna is obviously sort of very supportive of LGBTQ. So that that is not a question. Uh, What misses for me is. I think this is a, a sort of a strange thing to sort of play around with your sexuality in your 60s and say, I'm gay as a stunt. If, if it is yeah. a stunt, and it seems like one to me, you know, she's had mostly heterosexual relationships in her life that we're aware of. There could be an awakening, but I don't think that's what's going on here. I think it's a stunt.
0: Yeah. So so we, we talked a little bit about this and in the morning meeting and then, you know, Harvey had some thoughts on this that I think when it went as follows. Madonna is obviously lives in a in a in a world for herself that that is completely open to all sexualities, all lifestyles. No judgment from her. She right. was Into BDSM before right. BDSM was cool. Right. 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 Yeah. It's not like it. it maybe she had uh, finally a uh, revelation in her 60s that she was gay, or but you think that if she would have had these emotions before, she would have articulated them. It, there was no shame and and nothing. She wouldn't have cost her career at all. It wouldn't
1: have changed her persona at all. And you get the so, sense that she might have hoped she was a certain way because yeah. she was such a provocateur, it would have made her, she might have thought, it would have made me cool, I'm in this heterosexual body, but, but I really wish that, I could be that's more edgy. Where, that's
0: where my concern is, Yeah, to the extent I have concern about it, but that she just is so into being a provocateur, so into remaining relevant. We saw the NFT with the tree going out of her vagina. We've seen all these yes. like little plays <laughs> on social she media. Everything. She tries to tap into everything to remain relevant, and I'm I'm concerned that she's now tapped into this as in an effort to remain relevant which to the point that i think you were making it really does disservice to the gay community who struggles with these kinds of things and actually it's hard to come out and and all this other stuff right
1: yeah Uh, i think so i look i think she is given a sort of lifetime pass by the lgbtq community i don't think you will see anyone sort of take her to task and say how dare you right i mean maybe in the age of twitter some people will say that but she's she's there's there's gonna gonna be haters out there but she's got a lot of goodwill in the lgbtq and 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 i take her that she didn't have any malevolence behind this it's whether you should you know I, i don't i don't Madonna, be my malevolence. It, it, I don't if, think she's mocking being gay. I no. think she's sort of stunting on TikTok because she doesn't really understand the format and wants to do something that will get a headline. And so she is willing to just sort of like make a joke, uh with that some is, plausible a little...
0: deniability because yeah. it's so like hamfisted with the throwing the underwear and and plus they're
1: clearly not her underwear. Also, I think that was a big point. They're these giant bloomers. If they are, it's a real sign of the times. <laughs> I never I've thought about Madonna's underwear a lot in my lifetime, and it was never that kind of underwear, right? I mean, that's not what. I'm not going to say around right me. in response that. that. was very, very strange. Um, so, you know, I have mixed feelings on this. Uh, While well, I think that, that any controversy that could possibly come out of it, that she's she's sort of, you know, being too loose or mocking in some way. I think that'll pass quickly. But I was taken aback and not in a good way. I, I don't think there's a good look for Madonna. She always tiptoes that line between like desperation. And that's sort of her thing, but this seems different than Desperation. This seems a little bit to me potentially offensive to an entire community that has supported her entire career. I, I go with Desperation. I, yeah, I, I
0: think she, it's just a real sort of missed attempt to be provocative, and instead has come off as insensitive, like maybe, art in but, any way. but also just not creative and
1: and just uh, a miss in every respect. But, I want to move on to like I think this is a miss, and and obviously our next person that we're going to talk about, Kanye West. What he's done lately seems like a big miss, but maybe with him there's some mental illness involved. We'll talk about it. So Kanye West, um, he has been uh, out and about wearing the White Lives Matter shirt, yeah. and now he took it out in a public setting. So we've seen him with Candace Owens standing there in the White Lives Matter shirt, but that was a sort of fashion show where you expect some provocative uh, sort of visual artistry, and maybe it has a context that can live there. He wore it to uh, North North's basketball game, yeah. which is a kid's game. Uh, Kim snubbed him at the game. You can see she's giving him sort of an icy stare. She's sitting sort of in row one, and he's in row three, almost directly behind her. Yes. And they're not communicating in any way. At all. And, and you know, he has sort of brought now these antics that have created a firestorm. I mean, he tweeted over the weekend, uh, you know, things that people have called anti-Semitic, saying he was going to go, uh, DEATHCON 3 on, on Jews, which I, I found interesting. I want to pause there for a moment. He wrote it as DEATHCON, D-E-A-T-H. And he's also celebrated recently that he doesn't like to read books, and the term is DEFCON. I found that sort of a strange marriage, that he doesn't well, like books and books? celebrates everybody not reading. Ter- everybody knows the term DEFCON from
0: the War Games movie, not from reading books.
1: Oh, I guess that's right, but he misheard it, apparently, because he yeah. put it as DEFCON.
0: Kanye's... Crazy, but he's smart. I think it was intentional.
1: Oh, I didn't even consider that. I just assumed he has misheard the term DefCon. Yeah, but you think it was like he wants to bring death upon the Jews? That's a well, really provocative def- statement. DefCon or DeathCon is still bringing de- death upon the Jews, right? Yeah, DefCon though is like a military term about How readiness a nuclear so- Armageddon. Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay different kind <laughs> of death, I guess. But anyway, I-, I-, I digress. So they're at this basketball game, and my question for you is. You know, we're beyond the point of whether he's appropriate or whether he says things that are, you know, overly inflammatory. But bringing it to North's game, do you think is indicative that he's going through some sort of serious mental episode or indicative that this is the Kanye we can expect going forward and it's just who he is? So here here are my thoughts. I'm trying to be as specific as I can about this.
0: Him wearing the white... We know that Kanye has suffered from mental illness in the past and there's a tendency and everything that he does, I guess, needs to be looked through the lens of mental illness. But he is stating a political viewpoint that I think he truly in his heart of hearts has. And because it's so odd, it's so odd in liberal Los Angeles to do it. It's so odd as a black man to do it. It's so odd given his whatever because he's so odd we're assigning it to mental illness I honestly think this is his political view that Black Lives Matter is a scam that it it this that the Black Lives Matter movement which was corrupt the the hierarchy that called themselves Black Lives Matter was very corrupt and he's targeted that yes. but there's an entire movement that underlies the Black Lives Matter movement there are people that that underlie it who are a good people and he believes, though, that they're misguided yep. in their beliefs in Black Lives Matter. I think he's stating a political opinion that you and I may disagree with. That most of the people at the basketball game and liberal Los Angeles seriously, obviously, agree with, disagree with. But I, I just think to assign it to mental illness means we're just we're just judging the statement
1: as opposed to the man who's making it. I I I agree with you. I think if. Kanye has a sincere political belief about what he is saying uh, when he goes on to be interviewed by Tucker Carlson, when he wears the White Lives Matter shirt. He likes hanging out with Candace Owens. Something resonates with him deeply. I think you're right. It's dangerous to say, well, when he speaks in a way that I disagree with politically, that's his mental illness talking. And when he is in a more, quote unquote, calm state, that's the real Kanye. I don't think that's true. I- I- I'm with you. I think everything is informed and there's a lens of uh, there's a mental illness situation in the presentation of his ideas sometimes i see they're sort of erratic as sort of manic type episodes when he goes on these runs twitter runs or he calls up tucker carlson apparently there were reports that he just wanted to have that interview and called him up directly and said can i be on your show and they're like of course i'd love to book i I, I don't think he said can i be i think he said i'm coming i'm coming on your show and and i think the presentation is the way it sort of reads his mental illness but i don't i agree with you i don't think this is not what he believes and then you turn off the switch and all of a sudden he's a he's a liberal and and progressive guy i think these are his true beliefs, but you also can't sort of entirely divorce it from, you know, the mental illness overlay, because I think some of his susceptibility to certain types of ideas is informed by that in a way. Sure. Uh, You know, and so you can't like separate them entirely. I can't possibly argue against
0: that. I mean, we don't know where his mental illness starts and where it ends and what's informed by it and what is more lucid thought. I I don't know. What do
1: you do in this situation? Let's drag it back to this because we all know his political views and I don't want to sort of debate their merits. But at his basketball game, North is there. She's a very young kid. I think she's, you know, eight years old, let's say. Uh, is it appropriate to bring it there? What, what should Kim do? You want fathers to be involved in their children's lives, and you want them to go to the basketball games and yeah. be supportive, but obviously he's some, somewhat of a distraction here, so how do you manage that?
0: Well, I don't know if you do if you're Kim. I mean, first of all, when you're Kim, if you're Kim, you knew what you were getting into when you married this guy, and you certainly saw it develop through the years, and this is her cross to bear now. Yeah, is that we're here her, now. Her father, the, oh, sorry, not her father, the father of her four kids is wacky. Yeah, and she has to deal with that. She can't keep him from the basketball games, and she can't keep him from the birthday parties. And he's in her life regardless. He's in her life regardless. These kids are very young. She's not. He's not in her life for a very short, short period of time. It's basically for the rest of her, you know, until she's sixty. Yeah, this man is going to be a, a, an ever-present member of of her family and of her of her kids' life, and she has to deal with that. I'm sure. It tears her apart at times, um, and I, I'm sure she wishes things were different. But but you just you sit there and you stomach it. Just like she's doing,
1: it's tough. I've seen the sisters sort of come out. Chloe has sort of delicately said, "Kanye, we love you," uh, in in yeah. a post, and then sort of ratchets back to, "But you have to stop this behavior." None of it seems to work. I yeah. think what it does is it sort of feeds these manias in a way because he feels silenced, he feels unheard, and when someone says, "Hey, calm down," it only seems to enrage him well, and send him further he down has the path.
0: Full belief in his own a sanity and b intelligence.
1: Yes, he believes he
0: is the smartest, sanest person in the world. Correct. I just paraphrase Donald Trump, and I didn't even mean to. No, there are parallels there. There There are parallels there. And, and, And because of that, if you tell him to calm down, that's only going to exacerbate the lack of calmness, right? right? If you tell him to, you know, mind himself when he has these political views, it's only going to make him go more extreme. Right. And if and you're f- a
1: yes person around him, it further emboldens him that, oh, you're, you're one of the ones who understand yeah. and know what there's I know. There's a lot of
0: narcissism involved. Obviously, he's, he, uh, it's no no surprise, he's a very narcissistic guy. He has great belief in his own talent, as as well he should. And, 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 and he has a real talent. And That's he has the complication. Ta- that there is, is
1: real talent. There is real artistry. There is real genius to yeah. Kanye West. And, and so- there's
0: real mental illness. So where the hell do you land on this guy? Where do you land?
1: Because yeah. when an ordinary person comes and talks to him, he says, well, I'm the artistic genius. That's been proven. You've right. seen my track record. Right. Who the hell are you? You need another genius? Yeah. So, like, honestly, I, I do think about this sometimes. Could someone like who he respects as a genius, Stevie Wonder, I don't I, I don't know. Someone who is heralded as a musical genius and it's sort of. Un, Quincy Jones. It's, it's yeah. uncontroversial. Yeah. Quincy Jones. Right. Would those kind of people resonate with Kanye if they said, "Hey, brother, look, we're both artists. I get what you're doing, I but think, I think your your I, message is getting a little... I, I, I think,
0: and I don't know this, that Kanye thinks he's smarter than all those guys. I do. Too. He has compared himself to Jesus. He he thinks that he is almost godlike, divinely inspired in his in his artistry, in his brilliance. You know he really does think he's the smartest person, and he and, believes in the that geniuses world.
1: face these headwinds. So yes. that's part of his narrative: yes. is like I'm going to expect when people are going to push back because that's what happens to geniuses. Uh, Jesus was thrown up on the cross, Everything, and he was the genius right. of all geniuses. So right. it only feeds it. it Everything it's a wild is self fulfilling, right? Yes.
0: Everything that happens fulfills his own belief in his destiny as as his genius. It's a sad situation.
1: If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R A K U T E N. So let, let, let's move on. Or
0: it's the greatest because a, geni- a genius <laughs> is the smartest
1: kind of guy. Tell me about Draymond. Tell me what's going on. Yeah, with Draymond so Green. so Draymond, yeah. again, we all know the video came out. TMZ
0: got the video, published the video on Friday, showing Draymond Green punching his teammate Jordan Poole right in the face. Prior to that, every the Golden State Warriors had acknowledged prior to the video. I haven't being seen released, a punch like
1: that, by the way, since Kermit Washington.
0: Yeah, it's, it reminded me Let's of talk that about kind of that punch, just a second because anyway. I think there's something there. So so. Prior to us releasing the video on Friday, TMZ releasing the video on Friday, the story was out that there had been a fight at practice and Draymond Green had punched or or had a physical altercation with Jordan Poole. Yes. The Golden State Warriors, they were aware of the situation. Obviously, it was at their practice. They had the video. And they did not believe there would be any suspension, sort of a boys will be boys kind of thing. Our video comes out. There's now a, a, a call that goes up that says he needs to be suspended because what we see in that video is horrific. Jordan yes. Poole is clearly trying to diffuse this issue, is shying away as as Draymond Green approaches him, sort of pushes Draymond Green away to clear to, space to create to create space, clear space. And Draymond Green comes in with the intent, the malevolent intent to hurt him yes. by punching him right in the face, and he does. And it is a launch as a connection. haymaker. I
1: mean, it is a right. true leveling punch,
0: and and connects right in the middle of his face. And those we we have talked to people who are associated with the incident, sort of know something about the incident, who say that the the talk in in the arena at the time was how incredibly loud the fist connection with Jordan Poole's face was. This was something intended to hurt, and it did hurt. Um, so. They've now come out, Draymond Green has, and said that he is going to voluntarily step away from the Warriors for an indefinite period of time. We don't know if that means three days or three weeks or, or right. longer. This is, uh, to me, pure cover for the Golden State Warriors who did the wrong thing in the first instance.
1: It, it seems that way because what Jason is, is saying basically is that the Golden State Warriors, having initially said, we know of this incident, it was at we our practice, it. we saw it, there are plenty of witnesses, they're not alone in the, in the gym or anything like that. And they came to the conclusion that this is basically boys will be boys, We'll be handling it internally. we don't expect a suspension. When the video then comes out for them to switch, switch entirely, go turn a 180 and say, well, now we need to suspend him, would basically be untenable. It would show the. it would just we, be we, we, bowing we, to the public pressure the right, of the we video. We didn't do the right
0: thing initially, but now that everybody knows about it, we kind of have to do the right thing. That's that's not a good position to be in. Remember right. in Ray Rice? So in the Ray Rice situation, he punches his uh, fiance at the time right in the face in the elevator, knocks her cold, and then drags her out of the elevator. It the, was plausible that the team didn't know about that. that. The NFL, the, they knew about the incident. They, they suspended Ray Rice for two days. TMZ gets the video, publishes the video. They then suspended him for an additional four or six games. And the NFL had the plausible deniability of having seen the video in the first place. And they say, look, now that we've seen the video, we're going to increase the punishment. We didn't know how bad it was. The Warriors don't have that. They, they knew exactly how bad it was. They were there. They had video of it. They saw it happen. There was no plausible deniability.
1: So here we have Draymond saying, I will voluntarily step right. aside from the team just to until this controversy dies down. I'm going to. He said all the right things. He said, look, I'm going to think about what I uh, He said, done. I apologize to I everybody. I apologize. He is falling on the sword. But you imagine that there was also a conversation with management that basically was, you need to step away. We didn't discipline this. Now this video is out. It's hurting our team and you need to make it right by voluntarily stepping away. It's the only sort of tolerable uh, sort of outcome because there needs to be some punishment. I don't think this rings like punishment in the same way. And I think the public is going to say, well, he gets a paid vacation after leveling the teammates. So we assume he's
0: getting paid during this time. We know that had the Warriors been forced to suspend him or the NBA been forced to suspend him, he would not have gotten paid. Right. We don't know if he's going to get paid through this for this voluntary walk
1: away. I suspect that he is. If it, he's, if he, if he, I suspect he is too, because if he's not, he would make the announcement as well that I'm walking away from the team and I'm and, and I'm, I'm not getting not paid. Getting paid. Right. you would definitely make that to to have it read as a punishment or say, and any pay I'm donating to sort of a, a charity, charity yeah. or I'm going to be taking in your management classes or what have you. Uh, he didn't say all of that. He just said, I'm going to walk away and sort of process this and think about it and sort of circle back. So it's a little bit of a middle ground that feels unsatisfying to me. It feels very point. unsatisfying. I think the Warriors, who,
0: an organization that has been, perfect in its management of every situation for the last 10 or so years since Steph Curry came on the scene. They have been wonderful, They're the best or best run organization in, in the NBA. Everybody wants to go as a free agent to play there. Yes. They get the best of the best to go to go there. They win title after title. This is the first real misstep I've seen them make. I think it's recoverable. I don't think it's that big of a deal. That's what I was going to ask. Do you think yeah. this
1: blows over and the Warriors have a successful run at a repeat and 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 we're not thinking about what, this? What's, what's interesting is Draymond Green's talent has dis-
0: declined dramatically over the and last couple of years. Not, Jordan's is on the ascent. Yeah, and Jordan Poole's on the ascent. Draymond Green's gotten older and sure. his talents are of a very specific physical nature that are going to decline with time. Jordan Poole is 20 three years old two years old yep. and he had a boom breakout season last year and he's
1: in line for a max 30 million dollar 40 million dollar contract whatever it is we have a story uh, on our website that that was the source of the tension is that this yeah. guy may get a huge contract with the Warriors and Draymond's having a hard time right. negotiating a well various if they're gonna contract. pay Jordan Poole that kind
0: of money Draymond Green's gonna be a casualty of that they can't keep there's both. a salary cap right so so it's you, you got all these things it, But so I think Draymond, I think this might be the beginning of the end of Draymond Green and Golden State. And Golden State, he's been a crucial part of that, those title teams. So it'll be interesting to see if the team really recovers. I don't think it's a huge deal. I think the NBA sort of gets out of the way in a, in a week or two. The season
1: starts, and I think it's over. I think that's right. I think that's right. So let's move to our, our last— Oh, wait. Kermit Washington, real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them a little bit about Kermit. 1977,
0: 1977 something like somewhere that. Somewhere around there. Kermit Washington, a player for the Los Angeles Lakers, was playing against the somebody else, uh, a guy right. who became a, an NBA head coach, a title-winning coach by the name of Rudy Tomjanovich. Uh, there, there was a scuffle that broke out at half court during the game. And Kermit Washington walks into towards the scuffle. Rudy Tomjanovich is playing peacemaker, trying to push people apart. And Kermit Washington running to play peacemaker. Running, running into play peacemaker. Kermit Washington running at Rudy Tomjanovich, reaches back and punches him square in the face, and broke all of Rudy Tomjanovich's face. Every bone in his his face. fluid. It's horrific. It's it's horrific. A lot of the rule, and this was at the at the before. Uh, Magic and Bird came right. along to save the league just in the year or two before that. And the league was at its it, its cocaine highs, yes. its fighting highs, very violent its, its, its popularity lows. lows. It's when the NBA Finals weren't being broadcast live, they were being broadcast later. The league was at the depths of where it's ever been, frankly, since the inception. And then Magic and Bird come along and save it, but Rudy, that 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 punch became the symbolism symbolic for the decline of the NBA.
1: Yes, and and to, uh, to your point, Kermit Washington never recovered from. Yes, this. it is. It followed him around for the rest of his career. He had a sort of serviceable kind of journeyman's career, but everyone only thinks about that incident. Draymond's different. Draymond yeah. has a couple. Cha- two Kermit or three Washington was well regarded as a really good guy who just yes. had a really bad moment. Draymond's not a really. It's good guy. the opposite. Right. Yeah. Draymond. This is what we were waiting for this powder keg to blow in here. Blue. Yeah. Uh, let's move to our last story. So Bill Maher uh, uh, on his on his real time on Friday, talking a lot about uh, the the sort of tribalism of America. And he's and he's using the example of Mark Fincham. Mark Fincham is a guy who's running for secretary of state in Arizona. He is a Trump style Republican. And he issued some quotes where he said uh, he can't Fathom, some he's never met someone who voted for Joe Biden. He he can't wrap his head around that type of person. It sounds almost fictional to him. Trump or sorry, Bill Maher uses this as a as a platform to get into the issue of it's not only bad that we're in these silos. The real harm of these silos is that not only are the views on the other side objectionable, they sound fantasy. They sound fantastical. You you literally can't understand what the other side believes because we're in two different silos of truth. And without any communication between those sides, we're only going to get into a worse state of affairs. And so he's using this as an example. This is a guy who's going to be in a position of power, potentially, to determine election results, and he simply is unwilling to accept the fact that there are Democrats and who he's vote al- for he, Biden.
0: He's also said that if if uh, Biden were to win the next election, or a Democrat would, he just simply wouldn't certify the results.
1: That's right. It has to be fraud in his mind. And he, Bill is trying to say this isn't necessarily malevolence. He just can't get his mind around it. Right. He, he can't understand how someone could cast a vote for Biden. So if he sees that result, he'll immediately think that has to be the product of Fraud, and I think it's it's wild because it's you think of everyone sort of rubbing their hands together. We'll, we'll steal this election. They don't think they're stealing it. They think they're rightfully getting the result that it actually exists you know does that make sense jason I, oh it makes yeah. sense i'm not sure I, I think that a lot of people who are behind this are
0: malevolent and, sure and, and and don't believe that trump won but don't care i mean that's that's the that's the ultimate but that, know in their hearts that 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 Biden by, won. but or at least believe that he probably did but right. just simply say we don't care i mean that's despotism right yes. that that is that is what we see all the time in in third world banana republics right where you have a vote that comes in and the despotic leader says I don't care what the vote says. Isn't
1: that a more addressable problem when you have a true fascist who says, I don't care about those results. Be they what they are, I am going to take power versus someone who is able to convince people that the other side is fraudulent. seems a, like a sturdier path because then you're you're sort of molding the facts yeah. versus just absolutely I, naked. I think, I, I think grabbing power. I think they're, they're always hand in hand. I, I yeah. think that
0: every time that the fascist takes power, you know, Vladimir Putin or Adolf Hitler, they don't say, oh, I stole the election. Right. They say, hey. That this person, they we, we had a vote and I won the vote. And to the extent I didn't win the vote, is because it's of the fraud on the it's illegitimate and the fraud on the other side. That's that's despotism and that's the everything you're seeing from the election deniers is pure despotism. It doesn't you you can conflate these like do I really believe he won or do I believe it was it it was uh, fraud or whatever it is. It's all just it doesn't really matter because pa- we want power for power's sake and yeah. we think the other side is so stupid and so corrupt that. It doesn't matter what the vote said, they shouldn't get it. And by the way, we've never seen it in in, in our lifetimes. And I think in this in the last two centuries, the 21st and 20th centuries, we've never seen it quite this starkly put in America. But Democrats said the same thing in in 2016 about Trump, like not our president. Uh, it was only the popular vote, the popular vote, you know, all this stuff. We also, Democrats didn't want to accept that that was the reality. Yes. Republicans, we also don't want to accept that, that, uh, that Biden won. Now, the difference, of course, being is that there have been calls to, literally calls to arms on the right to overthrow Biden's election. There was a storming of the Capitol to overthrow the election. It's gotten much more serious and much more real. But the arguments exist on both sides.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it's just a very dangerous situation for democracy. I I don't like to be sort of a guy who raises alarms about these things. I think we've had elections for a long time. But there is something strange about the inability to disprove a sort of conspiracy theory, right? There have been a lot of people who said, we've certified this election. We've counted these votes. Courts, countless courts have said the results are verifiable. And yet the narrative sort of continues in the face of all that becomes a sort of impossible problem. It's sort of a Gordian knot that you can't you can't sort of solve, right? Yeah. Because they don't believe anyone. Yeah. That deviates from their narrative. So anyway, Bill Maher always do you solve sort of accordion. Trans- cut accordion. Oh, you gotta cut it. You gotta cut oh, it. it, oh, yeah, it, can't you, it you, you can't it. untie that thing. It's Cordian. It's Cordian. It. <laughs> by definition. It wouldn't be Cordian if it could be untied. You gotta get the you gotta get the scissors out. All right, that'll do it for us. Uh we'll see you next time.